Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined today by Longhorn legend Derek Johnson linebacker for the Longhorns, uh, 2004 uh, Rose Bowl champ, I believe, uh, uh, All-American, everything you could ever want, blue chip coming out of high school, uh, 10-year-plus vet in the NFL for the Kansas City Chiefs, first-round pick, uh, really, truly one of the uh, uh, greatest Longhorn linebackers of all time and certainly uh, one of the most memorable uh, the bolo punch was was uh, <laughs> Derek's Derek's uh, claim to fame in college. One of the things he did. Uh, Derek uh, is joining us today uh, in in uh, on in regards to one thing I want to mention first and foremost, and that's a nonprofit organization that he has called Defend the Dream. Uh, it can be found at DerekJohnsonFoundation.org. Uh, Derek, thanks for joining us. Uh, let's go right off the top and you talk about what your foundation is so we can get people to understand what you're trying to do now in Austin. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for the introduction, by the way, you know, make, make me feel, make an old man feel good. <laughs> no, but uh, uh, yeah, uh, my foundation, Defend the Dream Foundation is near and dear to my heart. Uh, you talk about a foundation uh, that's an extension of me. Uh, I started it in Kansas City. And uh, Defend the Dream Foundation uh, caters to inner city kids through education, specifically literacy. Uh, so we're, we're all about um, um, coming into Title I schools, especially the inner city elementary schools that need help, uh, uh, being able to, to launch it here in Austin right now in the last four or five, five months. And I'm telling you what, man, um, it's been... Um, it's been tremendous the amount of support we've got gotten so far. I mean, from um, COVID Cadillac to Kendra Scott. I mean, it's you know everybody's jumping on board because they have a passion for giving back to inner city kids through education. And uh, um, what we do is we go into Title One schools and we do a library makeover. So we do this library makeover, and I mean, uh, these library you know libraries are the heart and soul of schools, especially elementary schools. And when you go to inner city schools, you go in there, you, you look around and you're like, man, this is, you know, if you want these kids uh, to get on grade level reading and to get their, you know, their, their reading up, we got to do something about the library. And uh, this is what I do, you know, nice paint on the walls, uh, fat heads. I mean, a couple uh, uh, you know, functional furniture here and there. That, that's actually the easy part. That's, that doesn't cost as much. The, the big cost comes from uh, getting them age appropriate books, you know, providing it. Cause I, I don't know if y'all know this, but uh, library books cost a lot more than those Amazon books, paperback books that you, that you buy for $5. Uh, uh, actually library book costs about $20. So uh, um, you, you, you can imagine how many we need for these kids and uh, what we're doing, we're putting a focus on reading, reading, reading. Reading is the foundation of everything. And in inner city schools, uh, if, they're, uh, if they are not on grade level reading, 
when they leave elementary school, it's, it's, it's a high percentage chance. I mean, half, 50% chance that these kids won't finish high school. And that's, that's I mean, we're talking high school. That's, that's ridiculous. So uh, for us to, uh, to get them while they're young, um, of course, junior high and high school is important, but uh, my focus is to get the inner city kids while they're young, um, foundation around reading. And uh, my mom's a school teacher, so that, you know, that, that's, that's, where, that's where I get that, that, uh, that vision from. Uh, Derek, uh, it's interesting to hear you with the passion you have in your voice. It, it sounds like you're attacking this like you attack the football field. And Absolutely. I, I, I think that's great. Uh, you recently did a tie-in with Horns with Heart, the 5013C approved uh, group at the University of Texas uh, focusing on NIL-based charities. Uh, I think the offensive linemen, it sounds like, based on what I heard, are going to go out and help you do work on some of these libraries together. Is that is that accurate? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Horns with Hearts, they're, they're a group of people that, that are passionate about giving back. They're, 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 they're not about profit. They're about giving back and helping uh, the Longhorns. And through this new NIL deals, I tell you what, this is going to, uh, you know, a lot of people talk about NIL deals and they talk about the bad that it can create. This is, this is a, one of those instances that's really good. And, and I partnered with them because I'm a Longhorn, obviously, and when you talk about linemen or you talk about YouTube players, uh, when they uh, do an initiative, when they do a project, when they come out into the community, they're going to be coming out into my uh, uh, my foundation and helping me uh, read to the kids. Um, when you talk about painting and just just kind of get, getting involved in um, in the inner city and just uh, and I. I can just remember now when I was in college and, and I had a couple opportunities, not as much as opportunities that they have now, but whenever I would go to schools and mentor kids and, you know, do different things, man, it was, it, it brought such a joy to me just, just because they look up to us. They really do look up to us. And for me to partner with my nonprofit organization um, that, you know, provides the proper resources for inner city kids and have longhorn football players to come in and help out and to get behind me not just me standing there but for other uh, bigger you know they're, they're a lot bigger than me now you know i lost a little weight but uh but i, I tell you what man i'm excited horns of heart are, are a really uh, a great uh, group that that is doing a lot of great things and uh, they are what they say they are they they are horns of heart Gotcha. Well, Derek, I, I feel like, uh, you know, you do this stuff and I've, I've done, I've been involved with charitable organizations too. You do it, you know, I do it and you just see that one little spark from one guy or one kid or one family and that makes it all worth it, right? I mean, if you're affecting just a few people every year, it, it really works. And I think that what the work you're doing, I think people uh, would, would tell you is, is, you know, honest, uh, Good, good stuff on you. I appreciate it. Again, Derek Johnson Foundation.org. They are taking donations and uh, uh, helping the inner city youth of Austin, uh, a former Longhorn legend. Derek, I, I want to now get into some of what a lot of people obviously are going to want to hear about from you. And that's your football career, your time yes. at Texas. Um, I want to start, though, with your recruitment, uh, because I always think it's fun to go back and say, I remember when, right? And I remember watching you and I literally went up to Johnny Tusa and Johnny Tusa, this was like, you were a junior, I think. And I just went like, who is, you know, what? This is the first time I'd seen you. And he just looked at me and goes, yeah, 
<laughs> that, that, that's all he said to me. And, uh, and I, I, you know, he said he's, he's going to have everybody in the world after him. This was when recruiting started a little bit earlier than it does now when kids are sophomores and even freshmen getting offers. Right. Um, and, uh, uh, but anyways, tell us how you ended up at Texas. I thought it was going to be Oklahoma for a long time because yeah. Tommy Harris from Colleen, which yeah. is near you, had just yeah. went to OU from up there. They were recruiting that Syntex region really hard. How did you end up at Texas? I think the fans would like to like to understand that because I think it's a great story. Well, you know, what? Uh, it, it, it was everyone says, oh, you know, he had a chance to go to Texas or OU. That, those were the top two. But honestly, uh, 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 Texas was head and shoulders over <laughs> OU <laughs> in my mind. Uh, but OU was in the mix. Uh, I had a lot of friends at that time, Tommy Harris, uh, Jonathan Jackson, a lot of guys that, you know, Mark Clayton, a lot of guys that were coming out, really great players, by the way, uh, that chose to go to OU. They were going to, uh, they were you know, anticipating going to Texas as well. But uh, uh, being, a, being a Longhorn fan and um, just gravitating to them, uh, just it's something about that Longhorn that I, I didn't want to miss out on. It's something about Austin that I didn't want to miss out on. And um, Mag Brown is a big, big reason. <laughs> I mean, uh, in recruit when you talk about recruiting, it, if you can uh, not only, you know, influence the, the kid, but you can influence their parents, you, you're home free. And I'll tell you what, Mac Brown is probably the, the best at doing that. And I'll tell you what, by the time he got through talking to my mom early on in the process, my mom was like, hey, we, we need to, we need to go commit. Like, <laughs> I'm like, no, you know, let me take the, let me take the business. Let me, let me just do it all. I know, I know kind of where I'm going, but I still want to go through the recruiting process. But uh I tell you what, man, uh, uh that was the best decision of my life. Uh, I love, you know, um, bleeding burnt orange and uh being in this community. Uh, just being a part of a rich tradition that I that I cherish for the rest of my life. So, yeah, I, you you know what's what's interesting. You actually went to a Kansas City club that had had some success with former Longhorns. Priest Holmes yeah. uh, made a you know resurrected a great career <laughs> in, in Kansas City. Uh, you come along, then Jamal Charles comes along as well. Y'all yep. uh, were uh, it was Kansas City Chiefs at the University of Texas, or however you want to say it. Um, you know. Tell us a little bit as a pro player, um, and, and you know, you and I were talking a little bit before we got on, and you were early to this interview, by the way. Not everybody is early, like, I, I, you know, um, and we were laughing about it, and, and you were saying, look, I'm always early. That's one of the things that, you know, the NFL teaches you. For, for young men that want to make that transition or for fans that want to hear about how different that transition is, from college to the pros as we watched the NFL draft last night, right? What is it that you really have to, to do differently in the NFL uh, and get, get yourself accustomed to, I guess, versus what you have to do in college? Well, you, you got to have it's more responsibility and accountability on yourself. You know, uh, um, don't get me wrong. College gets you ready for that. Because they, you know, you're young men, and you, you know, depending on the college you go to, they'll get you ready for that NFL life. Not all the way ready. There's some, there's some onus on yourself that, that has to go down. But man, it's about creating good habits. You know, when you create good habits throughout, I mean, during good times and bad times, when you create good habits, that's just, you know, your habits form who you are. And uh, at the end of the day, uh, when I get a chance to go to the NFL and to live my dream, uh, if, if 
if I can create good habits and develop good habits throughout that that process and learn from my mistakes, because it's never going to be perfect, obviously, but learn from your mistakes, man, you will seize the opportunity and, and, and you know, pass with flying colors. And uh, that's what I tried to do when I, when I went to the NFL. And, and I'm, I'm always, you know, um, about being early. You got you got to, you got to be early. I mean, that's kind of, you know, in the, in the real life and the real job, a drop world, um, you, you, you got to be on time. And uh, that just shows your, your character. That shows you care. Um, um, when you're in the NFL, if you're late, I'm talking five seconds late and it's $10,000. So, I mean, it's, I mean, that's, that, that'll get a little bit of uh, fire under your butt, uh, but it does teach you, hey, teaches you, hey, you, you, you got to be on time. This is important. Uh, um, everybody else is here. Yeah, I, I think that accountability is the right word, right? Because you're in college, you don't really, you're only really responsible for yourself in large part, even if you're a member of the team. Uh, but when, when you become, when it's a job, then you're responsible for any wife, kids, you know, <laughs> You got, yeah. your, you got, you got teammates and, and fans that it's, it's just a different deal. And I think that uh, uh, it was something I wanted to share with, with folks as well. So I watched you in high school you were tremendous. I mean, one, one game, I think you had 30 tackles, <laughs> a tremendous player. You show up at the university of Texas as a true freshman and, you know, you had some wow plays in my opinion, as a true freshman, but the one that I will always remember is actually the holiday bowl uh, when you were uh out in uh, in San Diego, and y'all were playing the University of Washington. Uh, uh, Chris Sims had gone out. Major Applewhite came in. Y'all were trying to yep. uh, come back uh, from a big deficit. Fairly, I think it was double digit, like uh, yep. almost. I think it was more than two scores, right? Um, yeah, yeah. And trying to come back, and you you made a couple of plays in that one. One was a sack that you just obliterated. The I mean, I I felt bad for the quarterback in retrospect. It was. It was almost like that. It was almost like that Andrew Kelson hit on Joel Klatt, where you just, yeah, I mean, it was just that, yeah, that pulverizing hit. But the other one that I remembered, and it, it was more about all out effort, was it was a third down play, and they had been hitting the tight end over the middle uh, quite a bit on you guys. And yep. it was Jeremy Stevens who ended up playing in the NFL yep. for a long time. A big, big, tall tight end. Yep. Yeah. And you barely, I mean, I'm telling you now, you barely tipped a ball that clearly would have been a first down. They probably could have, you know, added more points. That, but that effort by you as a true freshman, I, I was just like, man, that's that's a complete player. Not only is he going forward, which is easier to do, right, as a young player, I think. Uh, players like yourself – see ball attack ball right but you were doing something more with your head as well as your 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 body whenever you went and, and got into Absolutely. that passing lane just a little bit um you know that maturation process for young kids and and as you remember that game um you know what what did you take that freshman year at texas and what would you tell any incoming recruits to texas i know you're just at the spring game and saw a bunch of the mid-year enrollees um, what would you say to those kids? Oh man, um, f- football's hard. Football's a hard sport, man. It is. It is. You know, people watch it and it's fun. You see people running into each other, going, you know, running sideline to sideline, making touchdowns and interceptions. A lot of stuff is going on, but uh, uh, 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Football is more more about the mental side of it um, um, because that's how you make plays. Um, of course, physically, you see us running around and we're specimens. I mean, we can run fast, jump high, and we're strong. But uh, the mental side of the game, <laughs> it just sets you apart. And I really, really uh, – um, um, actually, when I got in the NFL, I learned even more about that because you got to go to the next level. But – uh, specifically talking about um, um, when I was at Texas, man, that was a big, that, that moment gave me momentum. And, you know, there was moments that created momentum for me to uh, help me to propel me to keep going up each year. And that freshman year, man, that was big time. Cause I didn't even, I had, I had the most tackles on the team that year and I didn't start. I started two games, you know? So that tell you that, that tells you that when I was in a game, you got to seize the moment make plays when you're in there, control what you can control. And because uh, we had three seniors, we had Eric Rawls, we had Tyrone Jones and Didi Lewis, you know, so, and I was a freshman, so I had to kind of break into there and, uh, and they were all just, they, 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 they included me with open arms, a young guy. And I tell you what, when I, I actually got a big sack and then I got an interception. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, the crowd, I mean, I think I watched it couple months ago crowd went crazy and I mean it was all like because that was a big game for us uh but I tell you what the mental side of it man I, I, I'm I'm if, if I wasn't you know didn't have six kiddos wifey and and being a philanthropist I would probably be a coach <laughs> but uh that'd be later down the road I, I got I got got kiddos I'm a coach right now but uh just the mental side of the game I'm I'm lo- I love it and I'm into it whenever Texas is playing. I'm always tuned in. I'm stopping it, you know, reminding it, seeing, you know, technical because I'm real technical when it comes to defense and you know how they can do better. But I tell you what, man, uh, uh, um, football, football has really blessed me, and it, it really challenged me uh, to get better uh, uh, mentally and physically. Well, you, you know, you mentioned that uh, you were at the spring game. What what did you see? What were your initial takeaways? You know, the, the Longhorn defense was disappointing last year. I think. Uh, yeah. by all all I mean even they will say that themselves so it's not yeah we're not talking bad about them or something like that uh the offense uh kind of sputtered and was hit, I mean it was sometimes it looked like a million bucks and sometimes it didn't um you know what 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 would you say after watching them this spring uh in, overall you know what um, um um first of all coach Sark I believe in coach Sark um I I, I believe that uh he can he can turn this around um when you come in to college man it's much different from the nfl you know uh nfl you come in and you go to free agency you, you buy this player buy that player boom boom and you just you know you can you can you can get to the promised land a lot quicker uh but sark is, is going to have to be about building culture build a foundation getting more guys in uh that are uh, that, that are dogs you know i'm i'm, I'm kind of um, um, relating back to when I was in, you know, that's this how we won. You, you get you a few players. You don't have to get everybody, every starter. It's not going, you know, it's it's not going to be a superstar. But you go get get those few players that are a little bit better than everybody else, 
And then they can they can raise up everybody else's talent around them and the level of play. Man, you'll be you'll be you'll be you'd be surprised how how quickly this will turn around. But Kosark, I'm 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 all in with him. You know, he, he's a guy. Whenever I come to campus, he's he's open arms when it comes to oh, oh, um, um, former players coming back. Uh, but he, he's he pushes us on the players. Hey, let's go. You know, the, the, when you're out here, hey, go talk to this guy. Go talk to that guy. And that 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 tells you the character of him. Just knowing, like, hey, uh, he knows that we've done a lot. So he's like, hey, I need these guys to see this. Y'all need to be around these guys, and uh, I need to go around them more. Actually, now that I talk about it, but um, uh, I, I I like what I've seen in in the spring. Um, obviously, we need a couple more guys. We need a couple more guys, but the energy, you can tell the energy is changing. Uh, um, it's not the, the victim and, and excuses here and there. It's not that. It's all about, hey, we're trying to get better. The energy, I, I love it. When I was out there, you know, doing a couple, I went to a couple of spring practices and I'll tell you what, I was, I, I get those goosebumps. I'm like, man, I, you know, I wish I was out here with these guys, but it was, uh, it's, it's, it's great energy with the Longhorns right now. Uh, Obviously, we're optimistic about the season, uh, but we got to do a lot of work. We got a lot of work to do. So, gotcha. Any, uh, any, uh, Texas clearly has some offensive weapons, right? I mean, I think that, that, uh, B. John Robinson, if you've been to a couple of practices or and watch games, I mean, he's a, he's a top notch guy. Uh, what about the, the young receivers, Xavier Worthy and Isaiah Nayor, those guys? Did they, Jordan Whittington even, did they catch your eye or anything like that where you were like, Hey, these guys might have a future in the NFL at some point. Absolutely, Winnington and, and Worthy. You, yeah, you're talking about guys that, especially Worthy, super fast. I mean, he's a he's a guy. It's not that big, um, so but um, for him to be able to create space and, and be that vertical threat that we need on offense, because you know people are gonna people with Bijan, people are gonna you know they're gonna crowd the box. They're like, come on, <laughs> they're gonna come up. But um, when you got Winnington, a guy that's uh, that's better in in, in the locker room, he helps out. Not a small receiver either, so he can he can do stuff across the middle. But uh, um, they have a couple tight ends that are young and big and physical. And I'm looking at them, man. They they, they look like they look like you know defensive ends on the outside. I mean, I'm talking about good defensive ends that can run. So I'm sure they probably played a defensive end in, in, uh, in high school, but I, I think it's number zero and somebody else, but I, I, I looked at them. I say, man, they, they are really, really good. And, uh, um, but at the end of the day, it starts up front. So we need more production out of the offensive line and defensive line. That's just what it is. Uh, if you want to do anything uh, um, that's going to last, in football, uh, of course, the quarterback play has to be solid, uh, but offensive line, defensive line, every single time, it, it, it goes through those guys. What's your – I'm going to switch gears with you for a moment. What's your favorite memory as a Longhorn? Favorite memory? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I, I have a lot, man. Um, just being able to um, um, win the Buckus Award and the Nagurski Award, because Buckus, these are goals that I had, you know, um, um, winning the best linebacker and the, and the best defensive player in the nation award, that, you know, coming from the Longhorns representing, you know, uh, my team well. I always remember that, going to those award shows, meeting Dick Buckus and saying speeches and all that stuff. Um, it, 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 was a, it was a moment to remember. Um, and the first thing I really think about when you think about moments is, 
thinking about um, the OU game, you know, and uh, I, I, I've won a lot. I've probably, you know, 10, 10, 10 win, 10 plus season every year at, at UT. So we, we've won a lot. I'll tell you what, man, my, my, um, <laughs> my record with OU is not good. <laughs> and I tell people, and I'm 0-4 against OU. I'm, I'm 4-0 against AM. So I mean, I don't know if that evens out, but uh um, but my, my stats, if you if you line up my stats on OU week, you know, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. But uh we just couldn't quite get over the hump, especially that last year, 2004. Uh, we win that, we go to the you know national championship at the end of the day. But um, I'll tell you what, man. Um um, 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 I wouldn't, I wouldn't do anything different, you know, being a Longhorn. I've learned a lot. I've been around probably one of the best players offensively and defensively uh, at UT. And uh, it taught me a lot and it helped me to, to have a successful career in, uh, in NFL. Derek Johnson, you're a pleasure uh, to listen to. You're a pleasure to watch as well. I say, I think I say that for all Longhorn fans, Derek now um, operating and running, the Defend the Dream can be found at DerekJohnsonFoundation.org. Uh, please consider a donation. It helps inner city youth uh, build libraries. Horns with Heart, the Texas-based 501c3 nonprofit uh, that uh, created the Pancake Factory is going to help them paint and put books in the libraries and put up fat heads, right? That's what you're yeah, talking yeah. about. Oh, yeah. Things oh, like yeah. that on the walls to try to make it fun for kids, uh, which I think is always that one thing. And like we said, if you can make one difference in one guy, you just never know what that can lead to in life. Uh, Derek Johnson, you made a difference for a lot of people. Uh, hook them horns to you, bud. Hook them. Thank you. Hook them. All right. Take care, man. Yes. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.